Thank you for listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that your life will be forever changed by what you hear today. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Good. Well, today we are going to finish up, land the plane on the sermon series, Prayer. How many of you guys have enjoyed the series? Wow, so inspired. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, I want to say hello to everybody listening to the podcast. We've uh, had uh, uh, hundreds, depending on the week, thousands of people listening. And uh, it just blows my mind uh, how people are listening. So I want to say hello to everybody listening via podcast, no matter where you're at. Had people from Sweden, Uganda, and just all over the world listening. And so hello to everybody listening by way of podcast. Um, Today we're going to finish up this series. Uh, last week we started Matthew chapter 6 and we got all the way uh, from verse 8 to verse 9. And uh, today we're really going to stretch. We're going to go from verse 10 to 13, okay? We're going to try to double up what we did last week and double our production. I believe the Lord is going to help us do that. Uh, but just before we do, I want to second what Kizzy was saying. Um, today is the last day to return those uh, green Easter meal bags, and so we encourage you to do that. Uh, if you forgot it, it's okay. We're usually up here till uh, 12.30, 12.45, tearing things down. If you need to go get it, bring it back. Or if you want to drop it off to us at the office this week, uh, we're at 178 Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Avenue, uh, there right off of Main Street. You can bring it to us. Um, uh, let's see here. Another announcement. Next Sunday is the last chance you have to do Discover Hope before the fall. So if you want to join the church and be a member over the summer, next week is your last week to, to join uh, those four-week classes that, that are our membership classes that we call Discover Hope. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can uh, go over to um, guest services and talk to them. They can get you signed up. You can email us. Uh, whatever's best for you, but we want you to get in those classes if you're interested. And again, uh, it will be until, I believe the next class is in August. So if you want to get involved before the summer, uh, next weekend's your last chance. And let's see here, this little deal. We've had people ask us, how do you spend time in prayer? Well, you make plans, right? Uh, You write down prayer requests. It's very easy for us because we have your connection cards. So it's easy for us to spend time in prayer because we have this list of requests. So, so many people have been doing the five-minute challenge, which, praise God, uh, I had a, a man who had been in the church. He's over 60. He's been in the church often on his whole life, and he said he's never had a consistent prayer life. And he's been doing the five-minute challenge this whole month, and God has sustained him. Can I tell you, if you have a church that's willing to pray, God can use a church like that. And so I celebrate that. I celebrate all of you who's been doing the five-minute challenge. This is a tool that I want to put in each of your hands today. Uh, Wendy actually wrote it. Uh, it, is, um, it, it. It basically informs you on who you're supposed to pray for and then the scriptures to stand on while you're praying for those people. Uh, and just in case um, uh, you forget who you're supposed to pray for, number one, we pray for the lost, right? Those who don't know Christ. Number two, other believers. We pray for the church that God would encourage each other uh, daily and edify each other. Local, state, and national leaders. How I many of that's hard to do sometimes? Right? Still got to pray for them anyway. Uh, spiritual leaders and teachers. 
Uh, anyone who God has placed in spiritual authority, keep them held high in prayer because I'm going to tell you, the enemy tries to attack our spiritual leadership. The Bible says that if you strike the shepherd, the sheep scatter. So he's always trying to hit the shepherd. So make sure you pray for spiritual leaders and teachers. Uh, next, your enemies. Ooh, that's a tough one, right? Pray for your enemies. The Bible says to bless those who despitefully use you. Uh, number six, those who are sick or afflicted. We need to always pray for them. Number seven, you need to pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. You say, well, nobody's praying for me. Well, you know, that's your own fault because you should pray for yourself every day. Um, <laughs> am I lying? Come on, man, that's true. <laughs> Wendy put a bunch of verses in there. That's funny. Uh, number eight, number eight. Just in case we forgot somebody, we put 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. It says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Look at your neighbor and say, that includes you. Everybody. You should pray for everybody. So if you get to the end of this and you can't find somebody in those eight to pray for, that's weird. You should pray for everybody, right? So today, uh, we're going to land this plane about prayer. And man, we've just had just a great time learning uh, how to Tap into the resources of heaven for the needs that are on earth. That's really what prayer is, isn't it? It's having a conversation with God about the situations that are here on earth and using the dominion that God has given us here on earth to access those resources in heaven. In Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 8, uh, we see this, um, uh, this term, the Lord's Prayer. And I challenge that it's called the Lord's Prayer because we learned last week Jesus never prayed this prayer. He never prayed this prayer. You say, well, well, Josh, how do we know that? Because it says, forgive us our trespasses. Jesus never trespassed. He never broke a single Hebraic law, nor did he ever sin. So for Jesus to pray this, it would have been a waste of his time. So we know Jesus never prayed this. If I was to retool or, or rebadge this prayer, I would say it's Jesus's prototypical prayer for the human. It's how we should pray, right? And, and so we're going to dig into this just a little bit today. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 6, verse 8 through 13, but we're really going to dig in verses 10 through 13 today. Let's read starting in verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Again, those people, those people who pray out loud and who do weird things and, and just vain repetitions, the scripture says. Don't be like them. It says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Quick prayer. Father, we love you. Uh, would you open our ears to hear? Um, would you open our hearts to receive? Lord, I pray that you not just challenge our minds today, but Lord, you would challenge our spirits. And Lord, you would call us closer to you than ever before. Lord, I pray that you would literally close my mouth if I do not speak your will. But Father, use me today to bring a revelation of your word, a revelation of your loving kindness to your people. I thank you for this time in your word, and I thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. If you look at verse 10 through verse 13, so we're going to spend our time today. Um, last week, we broke down verse by verse, line by line. Remember the scripture says that we learn line by line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We've got to break this down piece by piece. 
There's a lot compacted in these few verses. And so we want to go just phrase by phrase and break down what it means. Uh, we do know uh, that this is Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. Last week, remember, we talked about those two words, effectively and fervently. He said, these are ways that you can pray. Uh, the, 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 the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, right? So if we jump in uh, to Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, we see it's your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Let's break that down just for a second. I'm, I'm going to preach fast. I want to I honor your time today. Your kingdom come. What does that mean? It's very simple. It's to set up the order here that God has established in heaven. It's your kingdom come, right? It's do what you've done in heaven here. Operate with the authority you have in heaven here on earth, right? But it's also something greater. There's a, there's a bit of worship that's inter, intertwined in this. It's be the God on the throne here that you are in heaven, it's saying, come be God here, just like you are in heaven. And so when it says your kingdom come, it's not just asking for this futuristic thing. A lot of people, when they say, Lord, your kingdom come in the last days, your kingdom. No, listen, his kingdom come today. My prayer is that his kingdom functions in our world right now. Because when his kingdom functions here, we have more peace. When his kingdom functions here on earth, we have joy. When his kingdom functions here on earth, our needs are met according to his riches and glory. Amen. So your kingdom come. Is everybody following? You're tracking with me? Because this next part ties into that. It says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice it says, as it is in heaven, not as it might be in heaven. Whatever God speaks in heaven, it happens. It happens. How do we know that? Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke and things changed. Nothing has changed except he yielded dominion on earth to humans. Right? We see that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. We see this in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. Genesis chapter 3, verse 26. God yielded dominion to man on earth. So when it says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we're saying, God, we give you back the dominion you gave us. Have your way on earth today, God. Don't let our foolishness and our short-mindedness get in the way. Just do whatever it is you want to do. Paint the portrait, uh, uh, your masterpiece on earth today that you desire to paint. Can I tell you, God wants to paint a masterpiece with your life. He's got a plan for you. Don't you think for a second that God don't have a plan for you specifically. You can run, baby, but you can't hide. You hear me? That's a sermon series all by itself, ain't it? That'll preach. That'll preach. Y'all gonna mess around and get me excited. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Uh, your will be done on earth as is in heaven. Uh, but it's, it's all of heaven to earth. That includes, uh, and this is what I put in my notes, the intricate, unexplainable desires of God. Did you know God has desires that he, you can't even fathom? He is a meticulous, intricate God. The, the Bible says it like this. It dumbs it down for us. It says his ways are just higher than our ways. It's, it's just better. It's just better, right? I'll never forget uh, growing up, my dad was trying to encourage me to extend my palate, to try new foods. 
And I'll never forget, my dad said, son, he goes, you need to add this to your burger. And I said, that looks gross. He goes, trust me, it's just better, right? Well, I did it. I put dill pickles on my burger for the first time. And can I tell you, it exploded. A a glory cloud just hit the house. I said, man, this dill pickle thing is all right with me, right? And so I've learned to trust my dad because in the ways of food, he is a, 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 a Jedi, He's very good. And, 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 and here's what's great is his ways are just higher than my ways. <laughs> Pat, his ways are just higher. He knows what's good. But you know what's funny is in the same way that I've learned to trust my earthly father in the things that he knows well, I have to learn to trust my heavenly father in things he knows well. So that means that he's got intricate desires. I don't have to know all the details. I just know that it's good. You see, I can judge what he's thinking by his character. That's why you should read the Bible. See, the Bible is a story that reveals the loveliness of the character of the one true living God for you. It talks about his passion for you, his desire for you, his plans for you. And you never have to question those things because they're just better. They're just better. And in time, we will know that. But for now, we just trust. So when we say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that's including the unexplainable desires of God. Lastly, it says we relinquish our dominion. Now we're stepping into a different part of the, of the uh, scripture now where it says give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. You know what's funny is? We got a lot of people in church praying, give us this day our lifetime of bread. I'm I'm coming down for this. Hang on. I need you to get this. Give us this day all my bread and Erica's bread too. Oh, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Listen, listen. He tells us when you pray, In this manner, pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Let me, let me, let me, let me see if I can move these words to make sense. Lord, give me what I need today, but not so much I lose faith in who you are. Don't bless me so much that the blessing becomes the God. You don't think it can happen? You're a fool. We see it happen all the time. How do I know? Because some of y'all ain't seen since you got your new job. Got quiet now. Now I'm getting close to your house. Let me me rephrase it. Now I'm getting close to the God you've been worshiping. Getting close to your idols. And see, the truth is, you can quit if you want to. I'm going to say it. You use God's house like a trap house. You come in here and you get your fix. And then we don't see you again until you need another fix. 
Can I tell you, God speaks in this house every week for you. There's revelation from that word every Sunday. But you just want to, well, I'm, see, first service didn't get it like this. Y'all just, y'all must be real sinners in this service. Yeah. <laughs> we have to leave that from the podcast. Mugs in Sweden. He does not like his church very well. <laughs> He's chastising his brothers and sisters. No, here's the thing. Give us this day our daily bread. You see, give me what I need so that I don't have to get out of pocket to go get it. But also, don't give me so much that it becomes my heart. Do you see the balance in that prayer? Give me today what I need today. Can I tell you another thing I see in this? Give me today what I need today because you'll still be God tomorrow. And the day after that, and the day after that, I don't fear lack because I know who's in my tomorrow. If he's been my provision yesterday, he'll be my provision today. I hadn't missed many meals. Can I tell you, God has been my provision. He's been faithful. So when we, when we, when we, when we, when he says in this manner, pray, he says, pray with the understanding that you don't have to chase all this stuff like the heathens do. He said, your daddy has it all and he will deliver it as needed. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Then all these things. Man, if we could get that today, we can change some things. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, help us to rely on you every day. I don't want to look past today because you want to do something powerful today. Don't get me all worried. You know, some of y'all ain't even hearing the blessing that's in your lap right now because of what's happening to you tomorrow. And the whole time God's saying, baby, I'm already in your tomorrow making plans for you. Now you need to let the blessing of the man of God bless you here now. Don't miss that. The reason why God has all these names is because he's beautiful no matter where you are. You see, I used to always talk about God just take me from mountaintop to mountaintop. You know, that used to be a prayer. I'll never forget growing up. Oh, I'm jumping from mountaintop to mountaintop. But then you miss this thing. He's also called the lily in the valley. You see, if you haven't been through a dark night, he can never be your bright and morning star. I ain't going to do it. 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 Because y'all got debts need forgiven. I got to keep moving. It goes on to say, forgive us our debts. Oh, 
debt. Debt. I borrowed what I cannot repay. I took what I could not afford. And it has been attributed to me a debt. It's a debt. So, God, would you forgive me for trespassing in a sin that I could never reclaim my own righteousness? Watch that. Because this world will tell you that you can read enough scripture that, 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 that you can tag in and have lunch with the preacher. That you can, the Bible says it's not of works lest any man should boast. You, once you have trespassed and once you have taken on debt, there is but one thing that pays that debt. It's the blood of Jesus. Forgive us our debt. I went too far. Borrowed too much. I can't repay it. It's my debt. Would you take it and forgive it? The debt. But boy, that's a great feeling. When we give over our debt, he says, I got you. My grace is sufficient. Oh, see, some of y'all need to hear that in here. Because the devil's been lying to you that your sin is bigger than your God. That your past is more powerful than his mercy. He said, bring me your debt of sin and I will crush it. And so we constantly... Lord, I messed up again. Boom, I get free. Boom, I get free. Man, just loving this new freedom. And then somebody says, man, I made a mistake against you. Like, no forgiveness for you. <laughs> Wait, I thought you was walking in freedom. Oh, I am free. You're not. That's right, because I hang on to my unforgiveness. See, the scripture says, forgive us our debt as we Forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, I could preach on this. Forgive us our debt. Like we, like, oh no. Oh no. How? This whole time I thought I was free, but he's been forgiving me like. Maybe that's the bondage I've been struggling with all these years. I thought I was free when I hadn't been letting people go free. See, you can't play with grace like that. You either deal in it or you don't. You either receive it and it flows through you or baby, you ain't got it at all. It's like electricity. 
It's like electricity. If I grab hold of electricity, then anybody I touch gets it. It's electric. How many of y'all's minds just went? Boogie, boogie, boogie. You got the feeling. It's electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Huh? Y'all know you went there, sinners. You know you went there. <laughs> but we touch grace. I got to give back there. Pat, help me. We touch grace and we expect to receive it. And if somebody comes along and they say, hey, man, I made a huge mistake. I'm sorry. I will not be right until you forgive me. Out here functioning like we're free. Now, as we forgive our debtors. You see, you are not truly free until you have set others free. You see, unforgiveness, unforgiveness is a jail cell all its own. And, 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 and we think we're free, but then we're holding brothers and sisters accountable for things that they've asked forgiveness for. And the whole time we're screaming about freedom behind bars. You only wish you had this kind of freedom. But then when you're alone, you can't think about nothing but what they did to you because you are bound by your unforgiveness. Your mind is literally tied up and yoked to that person by your unforgiveness. That's why he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. He says, Lord, show me what real forgiveness looks like and I'll function in it. Jesus, hang on the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. Let them go. Turn them loose. And break the chains. Stop charging it to their debit. Until you see mankind the way God sees you, you ain't free. You ain't free. You ain't free. You're just a child dancing around grace. You hadn't stood in it. Man. How much time I got? I got to hurry. And do not lead us into temptation. And do not lead us into temptation. God doesn't lead you into temptation. You lead yourself into temptation. You see, you got this thing called a GPS system. It's a God positioning system. It's called the scripture. Uh, if you ever see me alone with a woman that's not my wife, you need to check me because my GPS system is down. You better check me. My system is busted. My wisdom is low. Stop me before I mess myself up. You know what's funny is? I got a son that's 14 years old, got a daughter 15 years old. They know there's no access to the internet behind closed doors in our home. Why? 
Why? Baby, do you sleep with the front door open? Are we foolish? You want to give access to the world wide web to your child when they're alone? Are you crazy? You see, my global godly positioning system tells me to make a covenant with my eyes that no unclean thing will be set before me. I was just wanting to check the sports. Check them when you come out of the bathroom, sir. They'll still be there. Make a covenant with your eyes. You see, this whole lead us not into temptation business. We've been looking for God to do what he's already done. The wisdom of his word would prevent 99% of the foolishness if you knew the word. Well, what about the 1%? What about the 1%? Lead us not into temptation, but, but what? Oh, there's the 1%. So whether I am caught up in some temptation or something has really come after me, I'm going to tell you, it's probably less than 1%. Why? Because the devil's busy and he's not omnipresent. There's an old joke we used to tell. Got to the church early on Sunday morning, the devil was sitting on the front porch crying. I said, devil, what's wrong with you? He said, there's a whole church full of people in there blaming stuff on me I didn't do. Yep. Wisdom is the respect of God to where you respect his word, to where you implement his procedures. And when you implement his procedures, they are not restrictive to the point of not allowing you to have fun. They are preventative where they will not allow you to transgress unto death. And when you, until you get that, you're going to keep pressing through the scriptures and just think it's just a bunch of rules to, to, to blow up your Saturday night. It's not that at all. It's that God knows. See, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. Uh, if God said, thou shalt not drink half baby bottles of water, the devil would begin to tempt you for this more than anything you've ever been tempted for in your life. Why? Because God said don't mess with it. That's why the devil messes the way he messes. You see, God put parameters in place to protect you. And the enemy, he don't even realize all that stuff. He just knows God said, don't mess with it. He didn't know what the tree of life did. All he knew is that God said that one tree, don't eat from it. So we got people out here, well, Lord, just don't leave me in temptation anymore, God. God's like, I gave you scripture. If you'll read the scripture, You'll avoid it. You won't find yourself in a bad spot with the wrong people doing the wrong things. But just in case, there is that once every so often that the devil does single you out. Jesus said, then pray like this. Deliver us 
from the wicked one. Deliver us from the wicked one. Not the wicked thousands. Not the wicked bazillions. The wicked one. He says, you want deliverance? Once. There's one who's after you. It's the, the devil. Everything else can be chalked up as you not obeying the scripture. Just one. There's one enemy to your soul. And yes, I do believe people come under attack. I believe that. But not near as much as they fall prey to their own ignorance of the word. Not near as much. So deliver us from the wicked one. Oh, I got to hurry. Deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There's a lot in this. Let me teach it quick. Yours is the kingdom. The world of TikToks and Instagrams and Facebooks and uh, uh, all the other social media mess has, um, has got us about our own kingdoms, hasn't it? And, and, and we got people out here trying to get their followers. Got people out here trying to get their friend list upped. And they're, 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 they're trying to get their subscribers. Uh, this prayer is potent. Yours is the kingdom. In other words, I, I, I'm not building my house anymore. I'm building your house. I'm, Lord, if, if, if you choose to exalt me, that's on you. But the word says, if you were lifted up, you'll draw all men unto yourself. So, Father, I choose to build your kingdom from this point on. So when he says yours is the kingdom, he's saying it's your kingdom I choose. I don't choose my own way. Jesus even showed us this in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, Father, if this cup can pass from my lips, if I can go without tearing my kingdom down, that'd be great. Nevertheless, it's not my will. It's your will. Because I'm not building the kingdom of Jesus. I'm building the kingdom of God. And you and I have to live that way, that we build his kingdom. And then how about the power? That power there, when you look it up, is an authority. It's a control. And, and have, you, have you ever had to have somebody's power of attorney? That is a strange feeling. I'll never forget uh, a family member. I was in a room, and they got the power of attorney for another family member. And I'd, I'd never seen them respond with such hesitancy. Because now when you yield your power of attorney to someone else, you relinquish full control. It's no longer what I have, it's what you have. Everything I have worked for up to this point no longer belongs to me. I have yielded my power of attorney to you and it's yours. You see, a lot of people, when they get saved, they want to select what they yield and what they don't yield. 
Well, I will, I'll yield my past because it's full of sin. You can forgive that, but you can't have my tithe. I'll, I'll yield. I'll yield my relationships with everybody, but this one gal over here. I'll yield every area of my heart, but this one area that really, really hurts. And what this prayer is saying is, yours is the kingdom I'm building, so I give you everything. I give you everything. I would rather be a servant in your house than king of my own dominion. And it's this posturing that leads us to the third word. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Can I just be transparent with y'all for a second? I don't, I don't have much fear of addiction to chemicals. I've, I've never had an addictive personality. I praise God for that. I don't... I don't fear cheating on my wife because I have parameters in place to prevent that. I'm not saying I'm above it. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying I've, there's things in place. The scary one that's under my bed, that monster that could eat me, is pride. And I have seen much greater men completely consumed and destroyed by it. And so when Jesus said, when you pray like this, he says, yes, you're building my kingdom. Yes, you've given me everything. But are you taking pride in what I'm doing? Are you telling people that you had some sort of hand in it? And see, it's not always that up in our face, is it? Sometimes it's, Looks like posting how fast the church is growing on Facebook. Sometimes it looks like just posting another win for Hope City. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of the times it's because we're just celebrating as a church family. But there are times the pain from my past wants to use my wins from today to show people that God still loves me and he still uses me. And that's pride. And until your prayer is thine as the kingdom and the power and all the glory. Apart from you, I am nothing. I just thank you that you use me the way you do. Thank you that you knit me together while I was in my mother's womb for today. Until we get to that place of complete abandonment and trust in God. The Bible tells us that a haughty spirit comes before devastation. Pride comes before fall. Scripture says that with man, 
it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So until we stop looking to ourselves as these micro idols of uselessness that we are, and start looking to him as the one great source of everything we need. We are caught in this room of bouncing back and forth between being okay and being in the grasp of pride. And we have to yield to that side that says, God, it's all you. It's all you. Pride destroy you just as quick as cancer. And it's even scarier because a doctor cannot tell you you have it. So when Jesus is praying, he says, when you pray, when you're finishing, remind yourself of these three, three things. It's not my kingdom I'm building anymore. I have yielded everything including all of the pride and any glory that comes with the winds Lord if you've got to grind me to dust to find another lost sheep do it tear my name off everything that your name might be exalted can I tell you the church, and first service didn't get this. The church is about to experience a great shaking. Because men of God have laid claim to the work of God. And he will not share his glory. Because if he shares his glory, people will look to these men of God as the answer. And they are inept. They are inadequate to do what these people need them to do. So God says, I will tear them off of their thrones so that they know the one true living God. Can I tell you, it's better to humble yourself than to be humbled by God. Let us always be a church that walks in humility. Amen. The last statement he makes is one of the best statements. He caps it off with this. Amen. Amen. You see, we shout amen around here. Amen. I said amen. amen. See, some of y'all said amen because I said amen. And then some of y'all said amen because Pat said amen. <laughs> but see, here's what's crazy. Is some of y'all don't even realize what you just said. When you look up the word amen, it depends on the context in which it is used, and it depends on the language in which it caps off. If you're capping off the Greek with amen, it means turn it loose. Turn it loose. In other words, everything I prayed, turn it loose. If you're praying it in the Hebrew, it means it stops now. And if you're praying it in the Septuagint, it means it has already begun. When you say amen, it qualifies in the three languages the scriptures were written in. 
it is finished. It's already begun. And baby, I've just cut it loose. Amen. 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 Get up on your feet so I can bless you. God is good, yes. Yeah. It is finished. Some of y'all need to hear that today. I just feel the Holy Spirit whispering to me. Some of y'all just need to know it's finished. By the power of the Holy Spirit, somebody in the sound of my voice needs to know the season that you feared would never end is finished. Arise, shine, for thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord, even as I speak, is rising upon you. You see, when I begin to talk about prayer and I begin to break down God's goodness, I can't, once I turn that thing on, I can't turn it off. It just begins to flow. I see some of you, you feel like the devil has opened taps in your life that, that will never be turned off and that's just not true. God has given you authority through your prayer life to reach from the physical into the supernatural and take control of those things. So I tell you that season is coming to an end because you're going to pray differently today than you did yesterday. For those of you who are praying for the very first time and you're just learning to function in your prayer, don't stop. The best is yet to come. You will get to a place to where the Lord will interrupt your sleep. You will get to a place that he will draw you. That he will, through his gentle loving kindness, he will caress you into his presence. See, some of y'all, you have no frame of reference for a love like that. Because your daddy and mama didn't do you right. And that's okay. We forgive them. We release them of their trespasses as he released us from our trespasses. You're going to be able to pray that for the first time because now you know what it means. And when you release, you're going to be released. And you're going to begin to function in a freedom. And that freedom is going to yield in a different way. It's going to look something totally different. But you're just going to know something's changed. You see, let us never forget that prayer, as much as it changes things around us, it's what it changes in us that makes the difference. It changes what's in us. And you and I being the catalyst of God's goodness on earth, when we change our chemical breakdown, then what we lay our hand to has no different than to be, has no choice but to be different. If you add water to fire, it always does the same thing. But look out. If somebody put gas in that can instead of the water you thought was in it, and then that water that is now gas touches that flame, you have an entirely different situation. You may look the same. But make no mistake, you are not the same. Because now you have been set ablaze by the power of prayer. It will change you.
it will change you. And it will change everything around you. I got to quit. Man, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. I just, give me, give me two. Just raise your hands and begin to thank him for his goodness. If you're comfortable, just lift it. Just put your hands up and thank him for his goodness. Father, you're worthy of our praise. You are the one true living God. And you chose to love us. Thine is the kingdom. Help us not to build our own houses anymore. We relinquish all pride. All glory is yours. It's yours. It's yours. I thank you for being the God that's always more than enough. That Lord, you meet my need every day. So I get up every day with the expectation of your goodness. I say, great and mighty is the Lord our God. You have never missed an appointment in all the years I've known you. You have always been on time. You have always been good. You have always been benevolent and you have overwhelmed me at every turn. And I thank you for that. Lord, before we end this service, let it be said of us that we have worshiped the King, that we have glorified your name in this place, that we have relinquished all rights, titles, and duties back to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We worship you. You are a beautiful and a magnificent God. You have been so good. Help us, Lord, to release those who have harmed us. Help us release those who have harmed us. We do not hold their sin against them any longer. We release them in the way that you have released us. We set them free. We choose to function in grace today. We choose to lay hold of it. Once and for all, we choose grace. irrelevant of how careless they were with us in our past. We are going to extend grace and mercy to them now. We release them. By releasing them, 
we welcome our freedom now. We are free. We are free. We're free. Help us to function with a newness of joy today because of your freedom. It is for freedom that you set us free. So we can just function in a likeness of spirit. We release them today. And we thank you for releasing us today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's not by might or by power. It's only by your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're good. You're just good. Even when I couldn't see you, you were good. Uh, 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 uh. When I couldn't feel you, you were still good. You are so good. Whether in a valley you were that lily, in the darkness you were that star, you have been good. Let it be said of us that we have worshiped the King today, that we have functioned in our prayer, in this amazing gift of prayer. So, Father, uproot pride. Take it out by its very root. Will we bind on earth that which is bound in heaven? And we loose on earth that which is loosed in heaven. We release our dominion to you today. So do in my family what I can't do. Do in my parents' life what I can't do. Do for my children what I cannot do. Do for this church what we cannot do. Do for our city. We just yield dominion to you today. your ways are just higher. They're just better. They're just better. So just take us out of the driver's seat. Matter of fact, no, no, no. We step out of the driver's seat. And we say, have your way. Have your way. Have your way.
Holy Spirit just whispered to me, he said, that's the sound I've been looking for the whole time. A church that will just pray. A church that will pray. That will bind on earth those things which I've bound in heaven. That will loose on earth those things which I've loosed in heaven. For the things that I have loosed in heaven are for your benefit and your gain. They're for your healing and your strength. They're for your children and your children's children. The blessings of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you. Oh, wow. Wow. Come on, just worship him. If you got to go, you can go.
This is one of my prayer partners. And I believe she has a word that she's going to pray over this house today. And I feel it in my spirit to release it. And as the spirit releases it to her, she's going to release it to you. Glory to your name, Lord God. Yeah. Father, yeah. I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for touching the hearts of your people, Lord yes. God. We thank you that you're transforming us into the image of your dear yes. son, Lord God. That we are dropping off every weight that so easily beset us, Lord God. We look to you because you're the author and the finish of our faith. Thank you. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord God, what your spirit is saying and showing us, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that as we go forth in this day, Lord yeah. God, we will not look back, Lord God. We will not be the same, Lord God. We thank you for your presence, Lord God, that's being renewed yes. right now, Lord God. In Jesus' In name. and through us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that we ask you to have your way, Lord God. Crucify our flesh, yes. Lord God. More of you and less of us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword, yes. Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for all you've done and all you're going to do, Lord God. That we will go forth, Lord God, and be a light in this dark yes. and dying world, Lord God. That you're transforming us into the image of your dear yes. son, Lord God. That we will never, ever be the same, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, yes. I pray. Amen and amen. 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 Thank hallelujah, you. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, some of y'all might be a little uncomfortable, and that's okay. See, the church has had a form of godliness. But it has denied the power thereof. And what is beginning to happen is that the pressure of the unseen is pushing itself into the scene. And there have been so many people praying that it can't help but be seen. You have my word, we don't do weird. Because God's not weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. He is more close and precious to you than your next breath. We have prayed for so long that the Lord would just ignite his house with prayer again. Yes. 
has been prophesied time and time and time again. But everybody looked to a man to bring it to pass. And there is no man that will bring it to pass. It is when the church of the living God reconnects to that God that he will begin to pour out his spirit on all flesh. So today I believe what we have seen is just a glimpse. Just a peek of what he wants to do. Join me in prayer over the next several weeks that the Lord just presses us harder with his goodness. You, you have my word. We will yield. We will, we, will, we will not grieve the Holy Spirit. We will yield. And uh, also begin to rebuke the fear of other pastors because he wants to do this everywhere. This is not a Hope City thing. This is a kingdom thing. And just rebuke the spirit of fear that tells other pastors that, that they have to be afraid of this because you don't. You don't have to be afraid of God. Man, he loves you. He loves you. So I know this past week we were away with our staff, Pastor TC, and we spent some time, man, just going over a book that talked about what ministry is and just kind of stripping back the layers because so much of what we do is, well, if it's wheat and tears, TC, it's what it is. You know, we, we were just told somebody did it, so we do it. I don't want to be that church. I just want to be a church that loves Jesus and doesn't let anything else get in the way. So let me bless you and I'm going to turn you loose, but I want you to go with the expectation that we have just begun to see the goodness of God. Amen. Father, first, I thank you. I thank you. I have missed this I have missed being in a corporate setting when your spirit pours out and now your church longs for you we are dehydrated away from you And we're asking for the rain again. We're asking for the outpouring. For your kingdom's purpose. And whatever that is. Just don't let it miss us. Spirit of God, please do not walk by us without us receiving this, this presence, this glory. I thank you. I thank you. So with more hesitation than I've ever felt, Lord, bless us and keep us. 
Don't let this be the end. to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us. Give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Draw us into your presence like never before. Lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Sanctify and set apart your house again. Sanctify and set apart your house again. May they see something different in us than they see in the world. And may that difference be your presence. Do not take your presence from us. Do not take your presence from us. Bring us back next week with more of your word and more of your wisdom locked away in our hearts. And we'll give you the praise, glory, and honor for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us today for the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that what you've heard today will bless you until the next time we meet again. We hope you'll join us again soon to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged to experience the real Jesus. Take good care and God bless.